This is a true story. To find out what happens. Yeah, it's been a long time since you heard this intro. Normally this happens after like production and I just slide this right in. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of The Real World. I have the privilege, ah, I have the pleasure and the privilege to have my brother, my main man, 100 Grand, Darren, in the building. Yo. All right, bro, so I wanted to have some fun with this episode. Um, Let's get it. I've had, like, a lot of sort of heavy things or topics that we've touched on in the pod, and I feel like we haven't had a chance to just for lack of a better term, shoot the shit in a while. Okay. Um, this is one of my favorite things that used to happen on the Joe Budden podcast. Uh, I actually shot my shot at Jamel Hill this week where I sent her a whole bunch of tweets like, hey, mm-hmm. hear me out. Like, it wasn't what you think. Um, I'll keep it a buck. She was actually one of the original people that made me want to start podcasting. Really? She had a podcast called His and Hers with Michael with Smith. Michael. Yeah. Because of them, that was that the Jalen Rose report were the first two podcasts that I used to listen to religiously. Loved both of them. Like I waited on episodes. His and hers didn't actually I I'd say they probably were dropping like maybe every other week. Um and it was a different time where, you know, like now everybody has a schedule. Mm-hmm. We coming at you hard and heavy. But I really loved the chemistry that they had. And so as I'm listening to it, listening to it, I'm like, yo. Jamel Hill starting a podcast network. Well, if she's going to start something, why not see if she that I could work with her? Like, just going to be honest. Um, one of the reasons that I thought it would be cool, uh, even though I'm going to probably get that shit blocked, it's an all women's network. So I'm assuming it's going to be run by women, worked on by women, and especially black women or maybe just women of color. But, you know, since she's black, I know that that's something that she wanted to do. Yeah. But like I was saying, I decided to shoot my shot, see what's good. Uh, I did not get a response, but a f- few people tweeted at her, said that I'd be a great guy. Uh, I'd be an asset to the team, yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to keep sending this same tweet every single day until I like forget about it. But I copied it to my notepad. My idea is like maybe one of these times she'll see it because, you know, she ha- gets hundreds of thousands of hits daily well, i mean even if it's not that maybe i could collab on something else you know yeah like yo jamel hill come on to the podcast yo like yeah. i want to hear you say fuck it i'm bothered go off on your rants um i want to hear about old boy like who's her husband now so mm-hmm. like i've really been a fan for a really long time it's crazy I, as that sounds. I remember when uh when they had their show on espn he kept uh michael kept asking about dude you know yeah I mean? she's like yo what's going on with you and old boy yeah yeah I think that's cool when you can sort of turn the times back and look at things like that. And it just shows you an appreciation for what you are and where you've been. Um, so uh, sort of in the spirit of all of that, um, I thought I'd do a few different things this week. Uh, one, I wanted to talk about how one I'll ask you this before I even start. How do you define a hoe? A hoe can be a man or a woman. But what defines a hoe to you? And if you are scared to answer that, I will give you a definition that I have. Proceed. Okay. Here's how I personally define a hoe. I don't care how many people that you've had sex with. I don't care sort of what you do in the bedroom. 
I consider being a hoe doing sort of like, um, let's just say like it's something that may potentially get you punched in the mouth. I will give you an example. Mm-hmm. If you are a man and you have sex with multiple women and everybody gets pregnant, that's some hoe shit. I look at somebody like Nick Cannon where I'm not trying to judge and be like all righteous because we've all never been where he's been, but like kind of some whole shit. You got like six or seven kids at the same time. It's kind of some whole shit. Uh, if you happen to be a woman, here's something I will get killed for. If you engage in some activities that are similar to that, I also believe that's some whole shit. Like if you have to go to Maury Povich or Jerry Springer, to find out the father or the paternity of your child, kind of some ho shit. And it's not because you had sex with multiple people. It's because you can't pinpoint what you did to actually have a child. Probably bad. Okay. So now that I thought about that, got that out there, I'm thinking about different ho shit or like maybe ho like activities that have happened in my lifetime. I can think of one specific instance. Um, have at it, my friend. Have at yeah, it. Yeah, like, I'm about to really get into it. Uh, story time. Painting a picture. I had moved back from L.A. I had an ex-girlfriend who lived in D.C. Uh, who's always been with the shits. Just going to keep it real. That's her. Always been down for shit. I did not ask for this situation to happen, but I was a very willing participant. I was dating a young lady at the time who came over my house. Mm-hmm. This young lady brought some luggage over because she would bring like bags and stay for a couple of days. Now, a tote bag or you mean actual luggage? Because luggage means... Well, like a weekender. Like, Eh. she would come over. She would like do her hair, do her nails. Like, she would have this whole little process. That would be something that she would do. So she... The bag was heavy. Like, it wasn't just a light bag. So she would usually come over like maybe Friday or Saturday stay till Monday, go straight to work. So we spend days together. Um, This particular day was a Sunday. She got dressed up, wanted to go and have drinks with her homegirl. So she leaves the crib. It's just like, yo, I'll be back later. Me, all right, cool. I am minding my business playing Call of Duty. It's a great night. Things are going well. I'm shooting up little white kids. They're really upset. All of the ones that wanted to call me the N-word, they got it first. I was feeling real good about myself, right? Out of the blue, I get a call from my ex-girlfriend like, hey, what are you doing? I am chilling on my pouch playing Call of Duty. It's a great night. Just like, do you mind if I stop by really quickly? Uh, Okay, like I'm thinking that something is wrong. So uh, she said that she was in the neighborhood. So she already had it pl- like an idea in her mind planted of something that she wanted to happen. Now, uh, the young lady who was at my house, her clothes and shit are in my bedroom. Like bag in my bedroom. Ex-girlfriend is just like, yo, I just had a rough day. I'm just going to need to get a, a orgasm real quick. What's good? I couldn't really get out that like, yo, I have a whole situation here, like, that this isn't something that I would like to participate in. Did you let her come over? I did. Did you just throw the stuff in the closet? 
No, like she was in my house when she tells me that this is what she wants. Like there was no like we're discussing this beforehand. It was just like, yo, like she ran up in the crib. Why don't you like my room is a mess? Let me run upstairs real quick and straighten up and you can come through. You know the kind of buildings I live in. I live in a concierge building. They let people up. Like I didn't think she was just gonna run into my bedroom and like we were she's telling me this as she's sitting on my couch in the living room. So uh shortiest stuff is all in my bedroom. And when was the other girl coming back? I don't know, a couple hours. Skating on thin ice, my friend. I did, I did. Um so uh me and my ex girlfriend uh then did a whole bunch of nasty shit on my bed. Um, which preceded me needing to change my sheets, uh, okay. change my, my duvet cover. Uh, and I felt like I just needed to clean up and freshen up because I couldn't have like the girl who was not my girlfriend, but somebody that I'm dating come back into a situation where it smelled like um, sex and full court basketball. Uh, proceed, man. <laughs> so when I look back um, Now I know that people are listening to this And they're going to say shit like Oh my god Like Darrell you're such a terrible person Yes Yes I am a terrible fucking person I was young at the time I took advantage of a situation I absolutely did some shit that I wasn't supposed to Now The only saving grace of the night is I did not have sex with both of those women That night I'll just say that right that night or the next morning like I didn't double dip I wasn't grimy like that but it was the next day still no 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 I didn't have sex with her the next day uh she went to work went home you know we had a couple days off between things and then we had sex but that made me feel better about myself but when I look back at it that was some whole shit now I know that I was a willing participant to said whole shit but when people hear this story no one is going to blame my ex-girlfriend Everyone would blame me for doing the things that I did because I allowed it to happen. What do you think? They're definitely going to blame you. Men can't win. Men can't win at all. And this is my point. And so the reason why I wanted to touch on something like this, and I'll be completely honest. Uh One of the conversations I was having frequently, or I won't say frequently, but recently with a friend of mine was sort of... uh, men and women's role in sort of like their exploration of sex or when they did certain things. Typically we as men get blamed for shit, right? It's like, Oh, we're the aggressors. We put the press on people and we sort of like, you know, beg, plead, pay for, do all of these things until you finally sort of just like give in. Even if you don't really want to give us the sex, you do it just because you're like, I want you to shut the fuck up so I can get on with my life. There are times then women do that shit too. And I'd be, it'd be really nice if like men aren't the only ones that are looked at as creeps. We are all creepy. We all do some fuck shit. Yeah. That was what I wanted. One of the things I wanted to touch on this week. Um, I thought about just like, if I keep it a buck, like how many teachers do we hear about that have sex with their students? A lot. They're now just starting to go to jail for that shit. Bro, that shit been happening forever. Oh, absolutely. Now, here's the weird shit. We went to a high school where we know for a fact that a male teacher used to definitely of get course. down with like yeah, of girls of all ages. I seen that post. You seen that post? They was talking about it. Yeah, I'm not even going to say homie's name. Like, I, yeah, I thought that whole thing was like 
crazy because I knew this in 1999. How is it that this went under the radar so long for real adults? Like, adults at the time, you mean to tell me that nobody knew? But hold up, which person are you talking about, though? Because it was more than one. Keyboard teacher. No, that's not the person. He's one of them. They absolutely... He's one of them, but yeah. he wasn't the main person. I didn't know that there was a whole ring that went on in our it high school. It was, it was somebody else. Yeah, I didn't even... I, I know nothing about that. The photo man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know which which guy that is. Because the, the teacher I took for photography, she was a woman. Nope, it was a man. I didn't have him. I had a woman. I don't even think he taught taught it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, I, yeah. I took photography. It was a woman that taught that. I'll never forget she snitched on me and told my mom that I did not write a paper that we needed to write for photography. Um, And my mom made me come to her job and type up an actual paper on Microsoft Word on, like, her work computer. Because, we, you know, we didn't have a computer, like, in high school. Yeah. So that's what I had to do. And I was really upset, like, yo, why would you snitch on me to my mother? You called my mom? Yo, I'm in the National Honor Society. Why are you calling my mother? She doesn't stress me for anything. I call all types of hell for that shit. Yeah, bro, but he... It was a yeah. It was a couple people that I think they ended up. Uh, I don't know what happened with that situation, but I know he got caught. All with all disrespect, fuck that nigga. The end. Yeah. Like if you're doing some shit like that, like I don't really have a sympathy oh, for yeah, you. Yeah, of course. Um, I think that so much of like the narrative that's driven is, oh well, you know, this person has a problem or they have this. I don't give an entire fuck. I think that sometimes you just got to call wrong being wrong. And I'm okay with saying that. Uh, Back to how, man, that's a really hard transition. Now I feel like a creeper trying to say, like, I sound like I'm trying to basically both sides this. Women are amazing. I'm not trying to take anything from women. But I do know that women be about the fuck shit, too. Um, I have another scenario for you. Today is love day. I just feel like telling stories. One of the reasons why I wanted to have a podcast is, frankly, I wanted to have a TV show. I thought that at the time, Insecure was probably one of the best things I'd ever seen. Sure. Cool thing about Insecure is that a lot of it is based upon, like, loosely events of people's lives. Most of these shows are, if you ever look at these, like these, like, sitcoms and dramas. like very realistic anyway. Yeah, they take parts of their lives and then they embellish upon things and they give us a story. Or maybe some, something from a friend or... Right. Yeah, but real life has always been better than fiction. Of course. Um, so because of that, I then got this grand idea. Hey, if I have a podcast, guess what? Maybe HBO will let me write a TV show. I thought that would be kind of cool. This brings me to a time that I was an unbeknownst to me... I unknowingly became the side dude. Unknowingly. Yeah, need to hear this. Yeah. So, uh, again, like I said, we telling stories today. Women ain't shit. Um, part two. So, I had dated a young lady, and we had stopped dating. Um, I believe that I randomly saw her. And, I don't know, I guess she thought I was looking good. You know, your boy was killing it at the time. Like, life was good. And I see Shorty. 
she hits me up when she sees me just like, yo, I want to see you. Yo, I'm hanging with my mans. Like, we about to go to the strip club. Like, that's what I'm on for the night. Like, okay. And she's just like, well, I don't care what time you, you leave. I want to see you. Now, we are both grown-ass men. We know what that means. Showtime. All at the Apollo. Um, so, she had just bought a new house. Here's step one with some fuck shits about to happen. Uh, going to the crib. I've never been there before. She invites me up. We go into her guest room. Like, I did not ask questions while we're not in her bedroom, but we're in her guest room doing what we do. Uh, we sort of do all of the shit that we're going to do as adults. And at the end of it, I'm just like, maybe I'm like sentimental. Like, I think Carl Thomas is coming over me. Um, some Mario Winans. I'm singing Summer about? Rain. And I'm like, yo, so what's next? This is a woman I always was into. Okay. And so when that happened, she was just like, I don't know. Like, what's next? We, you know, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Two days later, um, I see the same woman holding hands with a gentleman walking down the street, uh, like somewhere randomly in DC. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I let a day go. I'm not going to like blow up your spot right now. Cause you can't really answer. So that I shit, that shit felt weird, right? Oh, super weird, bro. Remember that shit happened to me? Yeah, yeah. shit was super weird. <laughs> so me thinking that I'm keeping it a G, I hit her up during work hours. Cause if I hit you during work hours, you can respond. Like ain't nobody looking over your shoulder. Like what nigga you texting? It just felt safe. I'm like, cause, yeah, I mean, you know, like I know the game. Five, you know, you gotta look at your phone. The nigga ain't ain't, ain't at your job. Which is it? Th- that's my thought. Like. Yeah. I ain't trying to blow up nobody's spots. Fact. I ain't trying to blame. I'm not trying to break up happy homes. Yeah. So I hit Shorty and I'm like, yo, like, so like you got a whole boyfriend situation. I saw you walking down the street, like holding hands with somebody. And she was just like, I did not know you saw that. Yes, I have a boyfriend. So my next response is like, yo, why didn't you tell me? Like. You have literally made me the emergency dick in the glass ass nigga and didn't even give me the common courtesy to tell me that that was my role. Like, if you just want to fuck me and kiss me and let me go, tell me that shit. But I literally found out like randomly that I am now the side dude. Never wanted to be the side dude before. Was made the side dude. And you didn't even know. it. No, no. So tell me. Who wasn't shit in that scenario? So the first one, I would get killed for. Please tell me the woman is getting killed for this situation. Of course. No lack of communication. She wasn't truthful. She could have just told you. And if she had told you, she could have allowed you to decide whether you wanted to be in that situation. Hey, yo, how many times do we... like that can get ugly. Oh, very much so. You know. Very much so. You could have hit her at the wrong time and... Dude could have responded, and you and dude might have, you know what I mean? It could have got out of out of hand real quick, bro. It could have went a lot of ways that might not have panned out, you know, into something cordial. 
here's the other crazy shit, right? We can actually get real deep with this situation. Um, apparently, this dude knew who I was. I have whoa, no, whoa, whoa, I don't whoa, even know, whoa, homie. Whoa, what? Yeah, so like, when me and Shorty dated, um, she was on a break from this is prior, right? Okay. So they were on a break. Okay. They had broke up for whatever reason. They broke up and with, and then they got back, and they got back together. And I guess the question was asked, like, so like, what have you been doing? And my name was dropped. So now every time my name comes up, oh, you know, like, homie ain't happy. Like, that's, again, like some shit. So, like, my thought is like, yo, why put me in that and, you know, unbeknownst to me, like, endanger me in some way? And I think the reason that I wanted to specifically bring that up is we often hear from people, let me make my own choice. By not telling me the truth, you sort of controlled my destiny and you didn't give me the choice. That was when I totally understood that saying. Mm. You mentioned it earlier. Like, yo, like she could have told you the truth. Absolutely. If I wanted to be on some fuck shit, like, let me be a willing participant. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to be anything, yo, I'll be a volunteer. I don't want to be a victim. Like, you didn't trick me. But I knew what I was doing. I told you, you wouldn't have been, you, you wouldn't have, yeah, you, I already know you, you. No. Yeah, back then I'd have been like, nah, this ain't for me. Like, yeah. holla at me when you're single. And I'm like, baby, no, we we can't do this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Even though, to me, I thought that highly of her. And it's, it's weird. Cool, I mean, but the thing is, what's the reasoning behind it? Like, if you're doing this and you and old boy just got back together, well... You haven't fully given yourself to that situation anyway, so you you know how do you, how does she think that situation is going to even pan out or work? She's not fully in. She got one foot in, one foot out with him. And then since y'all had previously dated, it, the same with you. It's like all right, well, you can't really feel like the side because you talk to her too. Who is the side? She's she's equally giving both of y'all time. Nah, I was definitely the side nigga, bro. Okay, even if you want to... Like, label- I smashed in her guest room. I, I'm the side cool, nigga. Cool. All right, that's cool. But even if you want to label yourself as that... No, I don't want to label myself as that. Are you fucking crazy? I want to be that nigga. Like, I never want to be the side. Like, bro, everybody but, wants but, to be but, the but, entree. But matter. You're labeling yourself that, correct? No. I was made to be the mac and cheese, my nigga. I wasn't even the fucking, like, meat that they made. <laughs> I'm saying. Bro, I hear, what, I hear what you're saying. What I'm saying is, you weren't new to the situation. Of course not. Because if you were new, he might not have known about you. Evidently, your name had been said or something had to transpire between them for him to even know who you were. What I'm saying is, clearly she was going back and forth and she had some type of feelings for you in order for her to go back after she just went back to the dude. What is the what is their reasoning behind it? Was it her being selfish? Was there something lacking in their relationship? You get what I'm saying? I'm falling. Maybe I'm selfish. Out to all my yo, like Shorty was absolutely selfish. Like, what do you mean? Like, I think one of my favorite podcast episodes, and it was a trash episode because it was something that happened when I first started. I told a story about falling in love with two women at a, at the exact same time. I think I was on that one, right? Nah, this was me. This was the first thing that I'd ever done solo. I remember my girlfriend at the time oh, yeah, killed yeah, me for this yeah, shit. She yeah, was just yeah, like, okay, Yeah, she's like, yeah, Why yeah, would yeah. you do this? Oh, yeah, mm. we talked about that. Yeah, like, why would you do oh, something yeah, like this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I thought it was a great fucking podcast. It was. 
it's trash, but the concept was great. And the reason that I it say that trash because it was your truth. Well, no, no, it was trash because like I didn't know how to talk in a pod yet. This is the first time that I'd but spoken thing, by myself. But the thing is, yeah, like the authenticity of it is great. Yeah, facts. Yeah, exactly. all of that stuff is great. Yeah. But I think it's trash, and I think that I've become a better podcaster since. Well, it's not only that, you know. You have to tend to tread lightly if you're in a relationship because you don't want to, you know. Yeah, you don't want to upset your significant other. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Some and I did that shit plenty of times. Nobody wants to hear about who the hell you dealt with prior to. So, all of that's true. The point that I was making mostly from that that earlier pod was when people tend to do things, they prioritize themselves and their wants above everyone else. There's an act of selflessness that you have to have in any like real relationship. You're giving of yourself. You are making sure that somebody else's needs are met even when your own might not be met in the way that you want. Amen. And you can't really do that when you got two people somebody's losing or missing out on something. And so from that perspective, Shorty was absolutely selfish. Yeah, that, that just fucked my mind up with that one, brother. Hey, man, we gonna spend some facts here today. Like, I told you I wanted to fuck around and shit, but like, I really wanted to get into some stuff just because, frankly, storytelling is what I do. Like, I, I want to do that. Yeah. Like, I want to tell stories. I want to help people out. But I ultimately, I look at things and just the way that things are transpiring in the world. Sometimes, like, these things might help somebody out. Now, what happens if the person who, like, this actually was listens to my podcast? Uh, I hope you can see this middle finger. No hard feelings. But, you know, that's my truth. Yeah. So, I won't say disrespectfully, like, fuck them. Like. I hope they're doing well. I'm not a better person. Of course. We hope everyone's doing well. But for that situation. Uh, I don't know about everybody. I don't know about everybody. If your hair is orange, like, and we all know who I'm talking about, like, absolutely fuck him. I can't say his name because I don't want the Secret Service to pop up on me. I don't want nothing bad to happen to him. But absolutely him fuck orange. him. Okay. Yeah, like, absolutely fuck him. All like, right, he's cool. one of those people. It's a few people on that list. Cool, cool, cool. Um... Something else I was thinking about, uh, and this is like really quick. Being from DC, we've seen like this crazy wave of like young women violence. And I know I said I wouldn't get deep on something, but I'm highly like interested in sort of like the causality of all of this, right? Like, okay. you had the two little girls that ended up trying to carjack a uber driver they ended up trying to pull off he ended up losing his life losing his life yeah really really sad situation um maybe about two weeks ago there was another attempt at carjacking by a group of girls what's going on right now where specifically young girls seem to be way more active on the crime scene in a way that we don't necessarily remember from maybe our childhoods or our early adulthoods like this seems to be a thing right now am i tripping I think um, I'm not going to say you're tripping. I feel like the violence in this area right now is at an all-time high. Every week you're hearing about a different shooting in this area. Um, I mean, just a week or two ago, you know, the six-year-old um, 
little girl lost her life, you know, which is a tragedy. And I feel like whether it's man or woman, all of it's sad. I feel like, yes, this year alone has been one of the worst. And you're right. It, a lot of it has been with, you know, young ladies that, that, that have done it. I, I just feel like it's not only them, though. I feel like it's equal. It's, 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 it's just a lot of violence going on right now. And, you know, statistically speaking, crime is down. I'm not saying violent crime, but crime as a statistic is way down from like the 90s, sort of when we grew up. Maybe maybe from the 90s, bro, but every time you turn on the news, something's going on. Yeah, but that's what the news does, bro. Like the news isn't necessarily reporting on like, oh, today was a nice day. It's, oh my God, Somebody, something it, bad it happened. A, it was a drive-by shooting at a restaurant in D.C. last week. You know, heard about that? Well, no, I heard about the drive-by that was at the Nat Stadium. I live around the corner. That's what I'm. See, that's what I'm saying. Then it was something else. You, you see what I'm saying? Look at all that. These are popular places that not only black people go to. We're not even just talking about black people, and we're talking about the hood and all that. Bro, these are places that people of different nationalities go to. So we're not going to just label like, oh yeah, somebody got shot in the hood. No. That's interesting you you say that. There was an article that came out in um, the Washington Post last week, I believe. Uh, there's a specific like section of Benning Road where they found, let's say, random number, 1,500 like bullet shell casings over the course of however many years from crimes and shit. Agree. But we always talk a lot about like how crime happens everywhere. Nah. Crime really happened in very specifically in like very compact areas. Now there's reason and there's well, a well, bunch of reasons thing. by that. It but happened, like, okay, so what happens is when it happens in the compact areas, look what happens. That's when it's black on black crime. We already know that, right? No, that don't exist. No, listen. What do you mean it don't exist? Black on black crime does not exist. Okay, so tell, explain that. Crime is, uh, yeah, I. So if you hear something in the background, I'm going to keep it all the way a buck. Somebody tried to burn their apartment down. I don't know what's going on. So there might be some banging, but we're just going to proceed like we don't even hear that from existing. Um, The reason a black on black crime doesn't exist. Crime is about proximity. Okay. Almost like the number is something like 86% of all crime is committed against like the person, the same color of person that it's uh, the crime is committed against. So white people on white people would be a black on black crime. It's like 86% of white people kill white people. Uh, 90% of 90, like 90% of Asian people kill Asian people and, and so forth. So we've made up this statistic of a thing being black on black crime when it's literally it's of proximity. Black people tend to live together. If we lived in places or especially impoverished places in mixed races, that would be a thing. That doesn't really happen. It's usually the trailer parks over here, the hood over here, the reservation in like South Dakota up here. That's where crime happens. Very poor areas, very specific people. Oh, Go. Okay, I got you. And I understand that. When I say black on black, here's, here's what I mean. 
can't let you do that. I love you, but I can't let like that's also like a, a negative connotation and a stereotype that people use. The only reason why I don't rock with it is because of that. Like if it wasn't or didn't have a racist intent, I would absolutely agree with you and quantify it that way. But I have a very hard time with that just because I know it's racism that's driving that as the narrative. Nothing else. That is some white supremacy bullshit. Cool. Okay. And you're entitled to that. But let me ask you this. When you hear about stuff on the news and a, and a cop kills a, a young black male, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then we're down there marching, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, how much respect do you think we're going to get towards that when we, as a as our own race, are killing our own race? And we're, and we're making that about race like okay somebody caucasian killed another black black boy how respectful is that if if we're black and another black boy kills another black boy and then we say all right well we need y'all to you know stop all this white against black when it's still black against black going on how do you feel about that honestly i feel like i could tear that whole statement the fuck up Okay, go ahead. Uh, mostly for this. It's what are the roles in people who are involved? Police specifically have a role to protect and serve. They are not judge, jury, and executioner. I could give an entire fuck if the cop is supposed to get home. He is supposed to protect and serve his community. That does not mean I do not want him to get home safely to his wife and his kids. He could have a dog for all I care or okay. go home to himself. I want to see everybody safe. But okay. because they've prioritized their safety above that of the community, that is why we have these incidents where police take the lives of people who don't have guns or they don't pose threats that we think that are appropriate for the type of, like, uh, we'll say, force that they're using. That being a thing. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, again, like, crime against different people, I'm not saying that any of the crime that happens in these poor neighborhoods is right. Like, it's not. But, like, we tend to focus on it being a racial issue versus why the fuck is it, like, so easy for people that don't have jobs, don't have a lot of things going for them, but they can get guns? Okay. Okay. Like, let's keep it a buck. And if I'm keeping it all the way real, yes, black people commit murder. You know who commits more murder? White people. We don't hear about that. That's and true. yes, if we That's look true. at it as a percentage of population, sure, black people are way higher than they need to be because it has everything to do with social economics. Okay. If you yeah. don't leave the hood, if we like, I know people personally who've never left the area that they're from, which is crazy. But people don't leave like they're small blocks because their minds aren't big enough to ever leave that. So that's well, a thing. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it? Some people's minds are, I agree, you know, they don't think outside the box and want to elevate, but some people just don't have the opportunity or the means to do so. All of that's a problem, though. I won't disagree. All of that is a problem. The fact that we can have multiple generations in public housing or on like state assistance because they can't seem to get themselves together, that the, the, fa- the failure is not of the family. At that point, the failures of the system for, like, allowing them to stay in, like, this impoverished state. Yeah, but even then, the system is only going to last but so long. I mean, look at the, the... D.C. is full of gentrification now. Full of it. They're just moving... 
Get out of here. Even look at U Street. Look at all the stuff that they're doing with U Street. You'll see more and more developments. And you see them. Look at the prices of that stuff. Oh, I'm well aware. So, But I mean, look at 8th Street. Like, 8th Street, when we were growing up, was a war zone. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Who's affording that? Uh, People who usually have two incomes in a household, and both of those people are probably making somewhere north of, like, $80,000. And tell me the race that you think they are. Uh, They're not black, that's for sure. That's why DC's no longer Chocolate City. That's what I'm saying, bro. But, like... If I keep it a buck, like, and this goes into something else when we talk about gentrification. There was a post that I saw on social media where this guy in Chicago bought a house that was abandoned. Let's say he paid like one fifty for it. Mm-hmm. Um, he put another two hundred dollars worth of like work into it, and now he wanted to sell the house for six fifty, and he sort of entitled it like you know, uh, giving back to the community, and rightfully so everybody tore his ass up because it's like you're enriching yourself you are not giving back to the community because you built the house nobody that lives in this community can afford this house now so who's going to come in and buy it somebody that's not of the community we didn't get the chance to have nice things and i won't even say that because like penmar wasn't always a bad like shopping center when we grew up like you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really feel like we didn't have nice things. I remember we had stuff, and then all of a sudden, you just saw things tank, and it was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, I remember my godmother dated a guy that had a, a record shop uh, on Minnesota Avenue. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I come home with good grades. Yo, what tape you want? You get whatever you want. That used to be a thing. So, like... I've seen plenty of examples, even in D.C., where things weren't as bad as they looked. And then all of a sudden, war zone hit, everything's bad, and they were clearing people to fuck out. Yeah, and they've been doing that a lot lately. Yeah. I'd say, like, the last, like, 30 years or so. Yeah. But, but more so the last maybe five. Like, really, really, really doing it. Well, no, nah, I mean, they started, like, I mean, you remember? Nexus Gold Club was, like, right across the street. <laughs> like... They got the whole hood out of there. Dang, you right. Like, now that's Navy Yard. All the departments in, like, the cheapest apartment there is, like, $2,300 a month. Say it again. How much? $2,300 a month for a one-bedroom. Or I think that's a junior one-bedroom at that. Like, I don't think a that's a real one-room. one-bedroom with probably 300 square feet. I'll give them a little more than that. It's, like, maybe, like, 550 600 But that's crazy. Bro, for that price? Yeah. Bro, that's a mortgage. Yeah. But not right now because mortgages are crazy because everybody's like, you know, housing market's crazy. Right, right, right. Um, We sort of went around and did a whole bunch of shit. I wasn't trying to get deep. My bad, bro. Uh, nah, that's what we do, man. Talking is talking. I just wanted to have some fun. Uh, wanted to tell a couple stories and be silly. Um, if you were one of the women whose stories I told tonight, apologies. Uh, hope your husbands don't hear about it. You probably won't listen either. Like. That's cool. And if you are, oh well. Yeah, that's the truth. I bet you can't refute what I said. You can call me a lot of things, but you cannot say that I'm a liar. There are casualties in war. Yo, I'm not trying to be that dude. Uh, hey, man. Uh, thank you for coming through to do this, man. I actually got to do some work so I can try to get me a whole other job. Um, I got a presentation to write tonight. It's hey, crazy. Get that job, bro. Yo, uh, I end every episode by saying the same thing. Ball players want to rap. Rappers want to ball. My name is Darrell of the Real World. I just want a podcast. Jamel Hill, I hope you hear me. 
and we hope to see you guys next week. Next week. Peace. Later.